All right, folks, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror and another episode brought to you by another new sponsor. And tonight's episode is brought to you by DB Journey. DB Journey is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, excuse me, designed, developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote bag. We at America's Hometown Horror are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10, that's P-O-D-1-0, or going to the link in our show notes, DB Journey. It's time to move on and time to get going. And that's a nice segue because away we go. What is up? What is up, folks? Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate you stopping in and checking in to see how we're doing. My name is Mike. I, of course, am the host of America's Hometown Horror Podcast. But as I say every week, I am not alone in this podcast adventure. And I am joined by my esteemed co-hosts. You know them by now. That would be Andrew. What is going on? What's up, pal? Not much. And Gato. Hello. What's up, Kat? How are you? I'm great. How are you, Mike? Doing good. I mean, it's officially September, uh, which means that we are heading closer and closer to spooky season here. So, uh, happy September. Happy Labor Day weekend, which, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe it's about to be Labor Day weekend, you guys. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Where did the summer go? I don't know. I had a great summer, though. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, we still get a few a few more weeks of, like, good weather, like, beach-worthy going weather. So, summer's not over quite yet. But, you know, obviously, Labor Day, the unofficial ending of summer and the start of fall, again, unofficially, which uh, is, is, is prime time for us. And, you know, <laughs> just a, a prime example of how the haunt industry has uh, tried to creep its way further and further uh, outside of October uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando kicks off tonight. Oh, tonight. Wow, that's oh, wow. early. Yep. That's very yep. early. So first uh, first weekend in September, that bad boy is kicking off down in Orlando. Uh, so unfortunately, we will not be there. But uh, to anyone that is going, have fun for us. Go check out those haunted houses. Looks like it's a pretty good lineup this year. And, uh, you know, hey, within the next couple of weeks, some local haunts will be starting stuff up. And uh, getting going for the 2021 season. It is 2021, right? Yeah, yes, 2021. That is yeah. correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> what year is it? Just trying to make sure. <laughs> what year is it? Uh, so I will be putting out an episode sometime in the next couple of weeks before everything opens, uh, running through uh, pretty much everything in New England that uh, is open this season, when the opening will be, and what tickets will cost, what you can expect when you get in there. So I'll drop that as a bonus episode for people that are interested in haunted attraction content, because I know I am. And uh, I'm really just doing the research for myself, and then I'm going to share it with you guys. So you can thank me later. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> Andrew, have you been watching anything good? I haven't watched anything. I know. I've been I super really busy. I, really, I don't really have too much to report. <laughs> Didn't we watch... Oh, no. We watched... No, we talked about that on the last podcast, the American Horror Stories. Yeah, we talked about that last yeah, week. Yeah, we haven't... No, yeah. we haven't really watched anything yeah. good either. Yeah, I know. It's been a busy It's been a yeah. busy week. It's been a busy week, as, as the whole summer has been busy with us. <laughs> 
and this weekend another bachelor party to go to. So God help me. Very exciting. Yeah, God help me. Hopefully yeah, you come back. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, this one, this one is not Las Vegas, so it should be a little bit more. Uh, not I want to say low key, but a little bit less intense maybe. But it should still be an absolute blast. You're gonna go see Calvin Harris in the Poconos. No, no Calvin <laughs> Harris in the Poconos. Or That'd be pretty interesting. That'd be fun. Actually, Elenium is is who it was when oh, I was out sorry. there. Who I saw. Yeah. So. Elenium. It's okay. Honest mistake. But I do have some quick hitting uh, movie and TV news items, and I do mean quick hitting. If you guys are interested in that, I like the quick hitters. All right, perfect. Let's go. Hit away. So a couple, a uh, couple TV shows here. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries, which has recently been revived with on Angela Netflix Lansbury. with Angela Lansbury. Yes, exactly. So there are two volumes out on Netflix now. Okay. Uh, six episodes each volume for a total of twelve episodes, and it has just been confirmed that it will be returning for volume three uh, next summer in the summer of 2022. So if you like me are into Unsolved Mysteries. Not with Angela Lansbury, unfortunately. It was a joke. I know. That is a running joke on our show. I know. It's a running joke. So uh, that'll be back in the fall, uh, excuse me, the summer of 2022. But in the meantime, I know I've shared this on our Instagram page before. Unsolved Mysteries has an official podcast now, and they're dropping weekly episodes, and it is awesome. So if you like Unsolved Mysteries, go check out the Unsolved Mysteries podcast while you're waiting for Volume 3. Uh, in addition to that, some TV that will be coming back a little bit shorter and a little bit sooner. Uh, Creep Show is returning for season three on Shudder. Again, the Shudder exclusive Creep Show series. And that'll be dropping. The new season starts on September 23rd. So just a few short weeks away. Fun. Very fun. You guys um, are really raring to go today, huh? Yeah, I, I, tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't really like the. Uh, the Creep Show doesn't really do it to me, the revamped ones on like Shudder. Like the TV show? I mean, yeah. Kind of I like fun. it. With They're the comic all right. They're kind of yeah. feel and all that. It's I not mean, the movie well, though. It's like, doing it's doing very popular for Shutter. That's probably I'd say their most popular TV show. And finally, uh, speaking of Shutter, just because 31 days of Halloween is not quite enough, Shutter announced they are doing 61 days of Halloween, which is pretty much all throughout September and October. They're going to be dropping new content, uh, sometimes you know daily, but more more often than not, you know a couple new things each week. But uh, the biggest thing that I'm excited for is the release of VHS 94, uh, which will be coming out in October. I feel like I didn't like the VHS movies. I feel I know. See, I, I don't know. have a you problem with I don't have a problem with horror like the Halloween season starting September one because Christmas starts in July. So yeah. what the fuck difference does it make? Yeah, you know, like yep. they should two months is plenty. That's not even that. Well, much. you know for a fact that on November first, the day oh, after yeah. Halloween, this Christmas decorations up mm-hmm. at the South Shore Plaza, wherever else, whatever mall you go to, yeah. if malls are even they, still. They a don't thing. even care about Thanksgiving. They yeah, shoot right to Christmas. I know. Yep, it's just right to Christmas. Right to Christmas. Well, I mean, that's not really too many. Thanksgiving decorations you can throw up there, I suppose. So, Turkeys. Yeah, but I, I, you know, you, you, you know me. I am, uh, I am all for longer uh, elongating the Halloween season. So, <laughs> yep, right up my alley. That's a good, good turkey impression. Good turkey impression. <laughs> All right, and that's what I got for news, guys. So I know we have Light a lot news to. Day. Yeah, I told you it was going to be quick hitting. I did not lie there. So, wow. One, two, three. Ready to hop into our topic du jour? Yes. Excellent. All right, so. You know, last week we covered the new Candyman movie, and there's actually been a good amount of controversy because the movie is, in fact, directed by uh, Nia DaCosta and, uh, you know, written by Jordan Peele and I think produced as well, and people keep calling it Jordan Peele's Candyman, and people are pissed off about that and think that Nia DaCosta is getting slighted. 
But uh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see it too. I can absolutely see it too. I mean, he did I not direct it, it. It's not his movie. It should be her movie. So right. I get it. Um, but you know, got us thinking. Got us thinking. Jordan Peele was involved in the Candyman remake, so why not talk about another Jordan Peele movie? Because we haven't talked about his two major releases yet. But you yet. just said it's not his movie. This movie we're talking about tonight is his movie. No, but I mean, like, it's his movie, but he didn't direct it. He wrote it. Candyman. Isn't that... Can- Can- Candyman. Candyman. No, he, us. No, he directed us. Oh. Way to bury the lead. So, yeah, we're talking about us tonight from 2019, <laughs> which is written and directed by Jordan Peele. Okay. Candyman was uh, written co-written by Jordan Peele and yes. maybe produced but directed by a woman named Nia DaCosta. So, Andrew, I know you are a huge fan of Us. Why don't you take it away and give us your thoughts on Us, what you thought about it and you know how this holds up for you after coming out only two short years ago. It's just so different, I feel like. I mean, I'm sure there's movies that are similar to it, but I found it to be a very different, refreshing take on... Not even like the home invasion genre, because I mean, mm. it does play into that a little bit, but I don't think that's mm. really what it is at all. We did talk about this on our home invasion episode. We did. Because yeah. I mean, so one of you they are invading, you they are invading yeah. um, home. their home yes. and homes. So it does fall into that category. But it's just a really, it's really weird, which is I really like. That's what yeah. I really like about it, is it's so bizarre, but it's so like tightly knit together that it never really falls apart I don't think I feel like even though there's a lot of stuff going on and it's weird and it's confusing when it ends you're not confused you you understand I mean at least I did I watching it a second and a third time you obviously pick up on things throughout the movie but I didn't think this movie was confusing you watched it three times I've seen it maybe four or five times really yeah that's a, wow. lot. That's a lot. I've, so this is my second time watching the movie, the most Same. recent time we watched it. And I, I feel like I picked up on a lot of things. I was going to talk about that like, later for like final thoughts. Yeah, that's fine. That's like, fine. To dig into Yeah, this is just basic. Of course. I know. Yeah. Just did you Banter, like the movie? What yeah. do you think about it? Yes, indeed. I mean, the acting was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The, 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 the humor in the movie really helps set it apart. That's what I like yeah, about really Jordan Peele's writing style. Is it's definitely really funny. He comes from a comedic background, so right. he's able to... And it's not like forced funny moments like right. they're naturally funny which is a which is a um, uh, what's the word a I'm testament for? a testament, testament to the actors yes. in this movie actors and actresses yes I should say exactly or I think they all like to be referred to as actors now I don't think they like to be dis- distinguished between I actors? think they all like to be actors 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 well yes. it's not like you're a doctor or a doctress like yeah, that's you're true. a doctor yeah. right. or yeah. an octopus you know, like a fish yes. yes I think that's the new <laughs> the new, uh, the new the new trend in Hollywood so Cool. Excellent. So safe to say you are a fan of us. Two thumbs way, way up. Yeah, this is definitely a two thumbs way, way up movie. Speaking of two thumbs way, way up, Gato, what'd you think of us? Um, I'm going to also give it two thumbs way, way up. Um, mm. I love this movie. I love that it was more of like a horror comedy movie. Like it was a lot of like very breaks of like comedic relief on top of all of the extreme stressful situations. Like it was the emotions like the entire time were just up and down and up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. Um... I love the score. Yeah. Like, the music was awesome. It was fitting. Like, Definite I high loved point. the. I got five on it. Like, I loved the entire... Like, that just made the movie, I feel like. Yep. Um, yeah. I I was thrilled to watch it a second time. I mean, because I feel like the first... We watched the first time when it was in theaters. Two, you the said two, two the years three ago? Of, the three of us saw it in theaters when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it holds up. It's a great movie. 
holds yeah. up. It came out like three years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, it holds up to like whatever. I'm just kidding. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. It's it's a it's a good movie. This movie rocks. It's yeah, this is an awesome movie. Absolutely. It's, I'll make it three for three and give it two thumbs way way up. Ooh, yeah. wow! Three look for three. at you. Three for three. Which is interesting though, because like if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, like it gets critical praise through the roof, but fan score is kind of low. It's like 58%. See, it's funny because I actually, I, that was what I was going to say next. I actually oh. like this movie better than Get Out. I think it's better. Yeah, which I think a lot of people yeah, probably feel I the agree. opposite way. Really? Uh, yeah, I think well, Get Out was such a huge well, cultural like a phenomenon. It got nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Daniel so, Kaluuya got nominated for Best Actor. He got Jordan Peele got nominated for Best Director. So, yeah. Well, I think what it is is like Get Out was more of a statement type of movie right yeah. like and this movie obviously makes statements throughout it but mm-hmm. this is more just a just a horror movie it's no there's no like no yeah not really it's and if, i mean and well no subtly, that's not true either because there there is kind of underlying tones of there always is but it's very stuff it's very subtle so he um so he, he actually is on record i don't i don't have the exact quote in front of me but saying that he you know after kind of like because it, it was it's funny. So, like, Get Out actually got nominated at the Golden Globes. You know how the Golden Globes, there's two different best picture categories. One's for drama and the other one's for comedy or musical. So, Get Out is clearly a horror drama movie with comedic elements. And it got nominated for best comedy or musical movie. And I remember he, at the time, was like, how the hell is this funny to people? Like, it's yeah, not funny. That's kind of weird. It's not a funny situation. So, he said he went more out of his way with us to make more of a straightforward horror movie. Right. Yeah. Obviously, there's some... He has some things to say in this movie, which you alluded to. We'll, we'll get into that. Right. I didn't want to get yeah. too much away on the overall. Yeah, thoughts. that's fine. But I, I just feel like, you know, and this is kind of, again, a testament to the fact that Jordan Peele is such a horror nerd, which I love. And I think it just shows in this movie because there's just countless Easter eggs and references to other horror movies, which I'll get into in a little bit more detail very shortly here. Also... As you mentioned, the soundtrack is great. Yeah. The soundtrack is great. And it has an absolutely unbelievable performance from Lupita Nyong'o as Adelaide and yes. Red. Two performances, really. And it's absolutely criminal that she didn't get nominated for an Oscar here. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, this is one of the best horror performances of the last decade up there with Defoe and Pattinson in The Lighthouse, uh, Tony Collette in Hereditary, and Essie Davis, who plays the mom in The Babadook. I think that she is... Either at the top or right, very close to the top. Mm. She could yeah. be number yeah. one. She is fantastic in this movie. I, I forgot how good she was. Like, I remembered how that she was very good, but watching it a second time, and she kills it. Really kills it, literally and figuratively. I suppose. Wait, you said the mom from the Babadooks in this movie? No, I'm saying that that was a great was like, performance. <laughs> I was like, Just when the host <laughs> isn't listening. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. Like, I was like, hold on, I thought you just said yeah. that. You're talking about best performances good, in like, horror movies in the she last wasn't like, in 10 this years. Movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither was Tony Collette either. Correct. No. Correct. She's yes. in the movie Hereditary. Or Angela Lansbury. Or Angela Lansbury. <laughs> or Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> Although she could have been in this. She could have. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess speaking of uh, other good horror performances, also a good time to bring up other horror movies from 2019, which is uh, the year of our Lord 2019 when this movie came out. This is now our third movie covering from this year, so we've now doing Us. Uh, we did Doctor Sleep, which is fantastic, and we also did The Lighthouse a couple of weeks back. And we talked a lot about these movies during The Lighthouse episode, so I don't want to rehash it too, too much. But a huge year for horror. Absolute oh. huge year for horror movies with Doctor Sleep. I would consider parts of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to be horror. Uh, you have It Chapter 2, The Lighthouse, Ready or Not, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The Beach House, Sweetheart, those are a little bit more indie. Happy Death Day to You, Ooh. Haunt, Love Happy Death the Day. Lodge, 
Midsommar. Yuck. Uh, the Pet <laughs> Cemetery remake, which also stunk. I feel like I'm going to watch Midsommar again. I'll, I want to give it another shot, too. I know. We, we always we talk about just, our hatred for it. We should talk about Midsommar and, and have then, someone on who likes it. Yeah. And yeah, maybe Odette will come on and defend debate. it. Um, and then in, in the Tall Grass and Velvet Buzzsaw, which we actually talked about last week during Candyman, and I was just not a fan of, of that movie. So, where does Us rank? I mean, obviously, it's 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 probably close to the top for both of you guys that yeah. year. Is, is, there, is there a movie that came out in 2018 that you think is better than Us? No. no. I like Doctor Sleep, though, just almost just, like, I like them both as, just as much, but I think Us was better. Yeah, see, I prefer Doctor Sleep. I think Doctor Sleep is a masterpiece. I, I think also Sleep. the fact that you have such an affinity for The Shining. That's right. So do I. Yeah, I, I'm biased. It's, it's tough to... I'm biased. To, sorry, Doc- but that movie was so good. Doctor Sleep, Doctor Smells. <laughs> you didn't like that movie? <laughs> I didn't think it was that great. I don't know. Well, that's t- a terrible opinion. I mean, but go back hey, to our podcast and listen to it. It's a hot See take. what I thought. Uh, yeah. yeah, spicy. Spicy. I'd rather Happer, Happer Death Day, Happy Death Day Oh, to God, ya? don't. Oh yeah, God. I haven't seen that movie, <laughs> and I have no God desire to see it. Oh, I love those movies. Take. They're so good. Cat, it's your birthday. Cat, cat just dropping spicy, spicy takes. <laughs> Give it heartburn on the podcast here. Give it heartburn on the podcast. I think, well, I think, I think, I think Dr. Sleep is the best horror movie of, of the decade, of the 2010s, I think. So okay, everyone's why. entitled to their opinion. Yeah. So your opinion smells. Wow. So uh, doctor smells. Kind of in, in stark contrast here to uh, to last week. Candyman, obviously, new movie, not too much known about it, but this is a couple years old. So I do have some pretty interesting stuff about uh, us in terms of facts before we move into our analysis and our categories. Obviously, as we mentioned, this movie is written directed by Jordan Peele. This was his second feature film after the worldwide smash that was Get Out. In 2017, us, <clears throat> excuse me, us grossed 71 million dollars over its United States opening weekend, which was the highest ever for an original horror film and the second highest opening for an original live-action film after Avatar, which made oh. 77 million dollars in its opening weekend in wow. 2009. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, for an original story, that says a lot. Yeah. Avatar, Avatar and Avatar Us. Slaps. Yeah. Avatar blows. I don't like that movie. No, they're still making Why? two stupid it's sequels to dances Avatar. Dances with Wolves. Oh, it's we've, so awesome. It's, it's I love Avatar. Dances. It's not an original movie. It's it looks dances cool. With wolves. It looks cool. cool. It's, it's fine. It's a remake it's of Dances fine. with Wolves with CGI. With blue people. Um, yeah. And James Cameron's and no been working... Kevin Costner, James, which makes it worse. James Cameron's been working on two sequels to Avatar since that movie came out in 2007, and he's still going to drop two sequels 14 years, over 14 years after the first one came out. I could not care less sorry okay anyway so i mentioned this before but there are a lot of horror movie references sprinkled throughout this movie jordan peele even gave the cast a list of 11 horror films to watch that they would have a quote-unquote shared language when filming those movies were jaws dead again the shining the babadook it follows a tale of two sisters the boyds Funny Games, Andrew, Martyrs, Let the Right One In, and The Sixth Sense. Huh. Pretty interesting. It's an interesting mix of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like some of the some of the references here are a little bit more obvious. I can see definitely, obviously, there's some Jaws stuff in here. There's some Shining stuff in here. I can see it. I, Funny Games, I, I know the premise of it, so I can see that as well. Have you not seen that movie? I've never seen Funny Games. Ooh, that's a brutal movie. Yeah, I've heard that, so i got to check that out. Another horror movie reference in Us. Uh, so, this movie, several scenes take place on and were filmed on the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, very much like The Lost Boys. 
which is Joel Schumacher's movie from 1987, starring Kiefer Sutherland, both of the Corys, Jason Patrick, vampire movie. Uh, this is even referenced in the Us universe when uh, Adelaide, basically when she's a kid uh, at the boardwalk before she enters the House of Mirrors, her mom says to her, direct quote, you know, they're actually shooting a mov- movie over there by the carousel. That's supposed to indicate they're actually filming the Lost Boys on the boardwalk when this movie is taking place. That's kind of cool. Pretty cool. Did you really have to say universe, though? That's what it. That's what uh. it. That's what I pulled it from. I know you hate that. Sorry, I pulled. I pulled that fact. Let's make from, another movie, and then we can make it a universe. Hey, talk. Talk to IMDb. Fuck you, IMDb. Me, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot. A lot of horror movie Easter eggs in here, and I'm sure there's actually more that actually one. Uh, Chud. Chud in the videotape and the opening scene. Uh, uh, what does that stand for again? Cannibalistic humanoid Humanoids. underground dwellers. Underground dwellers. I think. Uh, so obviously we talked a little bit about Lupita Nyong'o in this movie. So to portray her alter ego character, whose name is Red, and uh, her odd, I should say odd, voice mannerisms, uh, she worked with an ENT specialist, uh, a vocal therapist, and a dialect coach. This was done largely out of fear of damaging her voice with everything that she was doing for yeah. it. Yeah, so. I can see that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. She does it very, very well. So she I actually she based this voice on a pretty interesting do it. No. pretty interesting person, <laughs> um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So one of the Kennedys. That's weird. I, I hate the Kennedys. Robert, I don't know which one it is. Robert Kennedy. Isn't I think that it's the one it's, that was assassinated. No, 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 no. It's no. that's not him. That's. <gasps> that's. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty odd. So we just <laughs> lost power directly in the middle of recording. Uh, uh, that is at four thirty in the afternoon. The ghost Thursday. of Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. has come for us. He didn't appreciate um, you talking about him like that. I was actually listening to another po- podcast that dropped today that was recorded this morning, and they lost power in the middle of it as well. It wasn't a horror podcast. That's just a little weird. So strange. Strange. So yeah, apparently one of the I hate the Kennedys, but one of the Kennedys, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I think he was a cousin. Or a nephew of, of whatever them I don't know. They're all fucking inbreds anyway. I can't keep track. Who was the one that got shot? That was Bobby Kennedy. Bob. Yeah. Robert. Bobby is not the same thing. He was Bobby Kennedy. His name was Robert, but he was more widely known as Bobby Kennedy. So I think he's a nephew, or I don't know. Look up the family tree of the Kennedys. I don't, I don't know. know. There's too many of them. Yeah, there's too many. So apparently, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, he has a condition known as spasmodic dysphonia that he suffers from. So he actually talks. Like the red character does in us, like in real That's life. That's interesting. That's who she actually based, uh, she based that voice on, which I thought was very random and weird. Yeah, like how do you even know about that guy? Yeah, Andrew, you might be able to shed some light on this, but obviously there is a recurring Bible verse that continuously appears in the film. We were talking about this when we were watching the movie, and it's uh, it's Jeremiah. Uh, 11-11. You know, I looked into that when it first came out, and I wanted to look it up, mm-hmm. and I think I did, and I can't remember what it was. I have it here. It's, it's, oh, so okay. it's, uh, Therefore, uh, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. I mean, that... Mm. But they didn't actually say that in the movie. No, they, no but they that's what the passage the, is. The pa- that was one of yeah, my that was one of my nitpicks. Was yeah. like that they kept posting about that, but they never actually said like what it was. Well, most people would just read it, right? Yeah. Well, so I know it's implied, but I kind of wish that they like yeah. The whole, it's got, it's got it. the, whole, the homeless guy holding up the sign that right. has that on exactly. it. Exactly. And then another weird little coincidence, or not not a weird coincidence, but a weird Easter egg that ties that verse in even more. So there's a scene where uh, the father in the movie, uh, who's played by Winston Duke, his name is Gabe. I had to look that up because I always forget names. 
Uh, so Gabe is watching a baseball game on TV. Remember the scene where, when mm-hmm. they first get to the yeah. house? Uh, so he's watching a baseball game. The game is tied 11-11. Uh, and then and there's 11-11 on the clock. Mm-hmm. 11-11 on the clock at one point. Right. But also in the baseball game, one of the teams that's playing is the Minnesota Twins. Oh. Mm. <coughs> 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 11-11 also, you make a wish at that time. Yeah, exactly. Make a wish. Well, that's what I was anticipating him to uh, say as a yeah. kid. Like, 11-11, make a wish. Well, are we in, like, spoiler alert territory yet? Mm, not... Uh, right, yeah, okay, mind. sure, go ahead, yeah. What, what do you want to talk about? I was just going to say, because I feel like... We're 23 minutes in, so As sure. a normal child, you'd say, like, 11-11, make a wish. That's what I would assume. But he just goes and, like, looks and is like, 11-11. And, like, says to his mom and, like, looks at her. And she doesn't really say anything either. But you have to consider that he's, like, kind of half of her... And she's so that's her offspring, so he's kind of. Is that how that works? Like if you have that's a child, what I'm thinking it's half of you. Yeah, that was uh, part of my notes. Was that, that when I was doing sure. that? Is that like I feel like they're kids? Can I talk about this right now? Yeah, you, you are, are already so talking, talking about it. Talk about and it. <laughs> so I feel like their kids, her kids, have so since she's from the underground. Her kids now, it's the whole thing, the whole system got messed Since up. Since she's one of the tethered. She's one of the tethered. Her kids, her kids are now connected to her in a different way. They're half tethered, kind of. Half untethered. Untethered. Half untethered as well, yeah. So it's like one arm tethered, the other. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, I don't know, I don't know how that works. Think. I feel like there's different pieces that I picked up on when I watched it the second time that like 11-11 was one of them that he just looked and was like, look. 11-11, and you're waiting for him to be like, make a wish or something stupid, but he doesn't, because why would he make that connection otherwise? What's interesting, though, when you say that, though, is I feel like only one of the kids is Maybe it's tethered. just him? Yeah, because the daughter the doesn't daughter? seem it, like, because there's that whole scene in the car when they're listening to the song, and she's like, come on, and she's so offbeat the whole time. Yeah, she's like, and find he, the but, beat, and she's and, so far yeah, offbeat, and, and it's and ridiculous. And the son is doing the same thing, and he doesn't know any different. He's just going with it. Yeah. Maybe. But the daughter and the husband, I feel like, give, like, a look as if, like... What the, what the fuck are you what doing? What, you what, doing? Are you, what are you snapping? <laughs> so maybe it is. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has the mask, too. Like, he, you know that he's a little off. And he also sits behind her in the car, whereas she sits behind the dad. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that very good, very has a point. little something to do That's a good point. I love the son in this movie. I think he's great. He's, oh, yeah. awesome. he's awesome. So... Okay, interesting stuff. Interesting. Interesting stuff. How about a little half-assed analysis here on some of the meetings of this movie? Yeah. i got a couple of interesting things here to talk about. So, I think it's, it's pretty well stated, and obviously, you know, there's a quote here from Jordan Peele himself. This is a pretty obvious metaphor for class conflict in America. Yeah. Right? You know, the ruling class versus, versus the burgeoning underclass and how one uses and terrorizes the other. Right? So here's the direct quote for, uh, from Jordan Peele, I should say. <clears throat> One of the central themes in us is that we can do a good job collectively of ignoring the ramifications of privilege. I think it's the idea that we feel like we deserve what we, excuse me, we feel like we des- what we deserve comes, you know, at the expense of someone else's freedom or joy. You know, the biggest disservice we can do as a faction with a collective privilege like the United States is to presume that we deserve it and that it isn't luck that has us born into where we're born. For us to have our privilege, someone suffers. That's where the tethered connection, I think, resonates the most, is that those who suffer and those who prosper are two sides of the same coin. 
You can never forget that. We need to fight for the less for the l- less fortunate. Well, I've always said the same thing, and I know Cat has a disparaging view on homeless people as does Craig. <laughs> but we're all we're you're one breakaway from being that person on the side of the street. Like one thing, like that's all it takes. Yeah. We're very close. The, there's there's a very yeah. thin line between being homeless and being homed. Yeah. Homed. See, it's easy, easy, easy for for people to forget that. People yeah. forget Correct. that all the time. They have no empathy. Mm. Or is it apathy? Empathy. 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 Ap- apathy is a lack of empathy. Yeah. yeah. Which is what Cat has. I'm gonna not homeless people. To <laughs> I'm just gonna choose so to stay let's silent cancel over here. Cat and her hate for homeless just people. No, I'm just I feel like you can still hate on homeless people without I getting canceled. I'm not gonna say anything. That's yeah, because fine. people do it all the time. Fine. And, and obviously, we're joking. Cat doesn't hate homeless people. All right, so this is also kind of exemplified, I think, the whole class class divide thing by the hands across America imagery, right? So before I saw this movie, I, I kind of I had heard of it before, but I had no idea what it actually was. So if you were like me and you didn't know, uh, Hands Across America was a public fundraising event in 1986 when between five and six and a half million people held hands for 15 minutes in an attempt to form a continuous chain across the United States. Every person that took place in this demonstration donated $10, and all proceeds were donated to charities that fought homelessness, hunger, and those in poverty. So, I think, you know, combining what Jordan Peele said and also, you know, the Hands Across America imagery, I think that's pretty spot-on analysis. That's, that's kind of what he's trying to say here. Oh, it was you clearly... You guys agree? I, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's like... It's obvious. Yes, yeah. I agree. That's why I was saying earlier that like there is some sort of underlying tone. Well, yeah, and that's what makes every good movie a good movie. Right. Is yeah. There has to There's be some sort of... There's a little bit more color. for you to chew on than just the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They can't all be great standalone right. horror movies mm-hmm. like Phantasm, you know? <laughs> they have some half oh backstories <laughs> to them. Have to bring Phantasm to it every time. Thanks, Andrew. Hey, let's talk about the rabbits. Rabbit rabbits? The rabbits. The rabbits. Yes, the rabbits. Okay, so the rabbits. Rabbits are often seen as a symbol of prosperity, okay? Ironically, rabbits are the main food source for the tethered, who, compared to their above-ground counterparts, have nothing. So it's essentially the poor eating the rich, because they eat the rabbits. I was trying to figure out what I thought of the rabbits. I didn't pick up on that. Mm -hmm. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, we breed like rabbits, and essentially everybody, we're all... The same, like you know how all the rabbits just, like when we're born, we're all mm-hmm. the same, and then, you know, depending on how, where you're born and stuff like yeah, that, it changes. Where how you're raised, yeah, it changes. Well, yeah, because yep. like you know, being from Boston, the first question is what's your name, and then where's your where are you from? Mm-hmm. And I'm immediately gonna pick up on wherever you're from. And yeah, when you totally say when you say you're, you're from, from Hyde Park, I'm gonna go Hyde Milton. Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally uh, judge you on where you're from. Cat, right up your alley, but also the presence of the white rabbits, the Hall of Mirrors, and the red jumpsuits worn by the tethered, all references to Alice in Wonderland. That makes sense. I, I, it's so funny that you were talking about the rabbits, because I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't really understand at yeah. first, especially in like the opening well, parts when do. they're doing that whole chanting oh. thing with the <laughs> rabbits, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm really confused yeah. as to like why these are here. Yeah. But I, I now that you've and you know, for a little little bit that. more Alice in Wonderland stuff, so the Hall of Mirrors that Adelaide goes into, uh, or Red, you know, whichever character it actually is, uh, in the beginning of the movie, 
that represents going through the looking glass. Right. She sees a reflection. Makes sense. Trades place. I love Alice yep. in Wonderland. And uh, the red suits represent the Red Queen, who is the villain of Alice in Wonderland. So lots of lots of which and Andrew, you, you said it. Like there's a lot of stuff to think about and chew on with Jordan Peele's movies, which I appreciate. I like that. I like movies that make you think. Right. Right. I All agree. Right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And, uh, you know, speaking of thinking, going back to school, might need a new backpack and a perfect time to remind you that tonight's episode is brought to you again by our new sponsor, who is DB Journey. Uh, DB Journey is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel-tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB Journey has designed and developed, released and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote bag. We at America's Hometown Horror are teaming up with DB Journeys to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by going to their website and using the code POD10. That's P-O-D-1-0, or you can just go to the link in our show notes. DB Journey, it's time to move on and time to get going. All right, folks, so that means that we are on to our categories. And, of course, as I always say, we are starting off with our category. The very first one, Catherine, did you find Us to be a scary movie, a scary film? Um, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I definitely, it's scary to me because it's obviously something that could happen, which is, like, real-life scares, which is right up that's, my that's alley. Cat 101. Yep. Of course. Um... The fact that it could happen in some crazy, weird way, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, not even necessarily the whole, like, underground people and that whole conspiracy theory kind of thing, but, like, in a sense that, like, someone, you know, can invade your house but not, I mean, look like you, that's, that's crazy, that's Mm. terrifying. Your doppelgangers. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, so I would say it's absolutely scary, terrifying, Mm. um... And, like, when you call the cops and they're like, it's 15 minutes, like, 15 minutes isn't enough. It's like, you need, mm. they need to be here quicker or yeah. something. And it's, like, instant, like, fear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fair. I would say, I just think it's it's so odd and strange that it definitely is, like, very creepy. Um, I mean, obviously, once you've seen it, the twists are kind of revealed. So it's not as effective as the first time you see it. But, uh or the, excuse me, the second time you see it, it's not as effective as the first time you see it. But I do think there's there's some creepiness here. There's a lot of creepy imagery. I think the tethered are very creepy with the scissors and the jumpsuits and the, the scissors are terrible. The weird like language. The, and the sound of the scissors. Yeah. Which is a little bit yep. overkill. It's still yep. terrifying. Yeah. And I think uh, specifically the uh, the tethered version of the sun, who has the burned face and wears that scary white mask, very creepy. Yes. Andrew, what about you? I mean, I don't really think it's scary. It's, like you said, creepy. They do a very good job of building tension throughout the movie. Yeah. There's some scary moments, but scary? No, I'm not really worried about the tethered coming up. Really? The tethered. Tethered Andrew? I would be terrified of tethered Andrew. That is terrifying, but there isn't one on this universe. Wait, are you tethered? I could be. Now I, don't, that we, I don't even know. Now that we kind of think about that, are I've been you to tethered a, I've been to a fun house before, but mm, I don't know. Pass it by. I don't remember getting snatched by my dop- my doppelganger though, so I am I think I'm an untethered. That's good. Mm, very very good. Yes. But if you were snatched by your doppelganger, mm. you would be in the 
lower universe. That's correct. So you wouldn't even know. You that's right. Just, I wouldn't. And know. you wouldn't want to tell us that you were the one that did the snatching. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Andrew, your favorite scene in Us. Did you have one? Favorite scenes at the end when it's like that ballet going on between Red and Adelaide, and they have like the yeah. the the and the music is so good in that yeah. part, like the rendition of I got five on it, and it's just like mm-hmm. that, that. I love that. that. Everything about that is just yeah magic. Well, what it gives I, me it gives yeah. me douche chills. Yeah, douche chills. Or like goosebumps. <laughs> I like to call like them that. douche chills. I douche chills. Pretty funny. I, I that was one of my Great notes scene. was about how they like the. I kept calling them, like, alternative, whatever, tethered. The tethered people, how they kind of move around is they're almost dancing. Mm. In, like, a weird, awkward way, but in the same sense, it's, like, ballet walking where you put, like, the front of your foot first. Like, they're kind Mm -hmm. of, like, very gently, like... That is true. Scooting around is That is true. It's almost like their their movements are choreographed. Exactly. Like a dance. Yeah. I can see that. But Red, uh, I mean, Adelaide wasn't was a tethered well they both technically were yeah they both spent time down right there. so they maybe they both time. developed that same of course yeah dance motion yeah yeah that's true okay cat what was your favorite scene my favorite scene was uh when elizabeth elizabeth moss's family dies yeah. that whole thing of like mm-hmm. the daughter going in and bashing the heads in of like the girls and like mm-hmm. The way Elizabeth Moss dies, and then like Eliz- the tethered Elizabeth Moss is like putting on her lipstick and like looking in the mirror, like mm-hmm. crazy psycho person. I'm like, hmm. that's amazing. Elizabeth it's- Elizabeth Moss has like a crazy face. Oh she yeah, she does a great job playing a crazy person. She looks horrifying as the tethered version. Oh, Absolutely yeah. horrifying. Yeah. That's also a great scene too because of the music again, that yeah. Beach Boy song in that moment. Oh is yeah, perfect for that. Right? And when they try to call the police through Alexa or whatever the thing is, and it, they, instead of calling the police, it plays "Fuck the Police." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was a cool touch. But I, I actually had that down as one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I agree with everything that you said. It's awesome. And I think everything, every scene that Tim Heidecker's in in this movie, just he steals the he steals Yeah, which the is show. funny because he's yeah. like, it's Tim Heidecker. Yeah, like, yeah. It's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's a weird pairing, him and Elizabeth Moss, too. But it works. It works. Oh, absolutely. Um, I also thought the first home invasion scene when the tethered show up at the house was very good. Specifically, when, uh, when my man, my man Gabe, is trying to go outside and be tough and scare them away... And he's yelling at them. It's it's so funny, but it's also very scary. Like, you can think about, like, what you would do in that situation. And he acts pretty much like everybody would act. Try and be as tough as possible and be like, yo, fuck this. Like, call the police <laughs> now. Lock the doors, baseball bats, and fucking let's just hunker down. Right. So I thought that was a very good scene. Obviously, you kind of get your great in that scene. you get your introduction to the tethered. You get the you know you, you, the, your first look at the characters, and that's an ultimate like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. what is what is the meaning of this? What's the perfect purpose of this? And then obviously it gets explained to you. But I feel like that first time you're just like, what? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like what's like, happening? I told you to get off my property, yeah. and all of a sudden they just go, <laughs> and, and they then they run? just scatter, and yeah. you're like, and you see his face like, oh shit! Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a favorite quote? I do. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Um. Well, it's not technically the quote, but it's kind of like the moment. Sure. That's fine. I'll allow it. Um, Because I don't know it verbatim. So I'll say um, when the girl is behind the driver's seat 
when she's like ready to drive when they're leaving Elizabeth Moss's house, mm-hmm. and she's like, "But I killed more people." She's like, "You have handcuffs on, Mom." Oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's trying to get them get them to let her drive. Yeah, yeah she's like, funny. she's like, "Oh no, but I killed like, you know, seven people or something," yeah. and she's like, "I don't care." She's like, you have handcuffs on. She's like, I don't care. Get out of here. Go Dude, in the back seat. Like all, all, the, all the acting in this movie is great. Even and I feel like it's such an. It's so easy to remember when kid actors are terrible in movies, but it's also easy to forget when they're really good. They were and both the amazing. kids are awesome yeah, in this. They they're were both amazing. great. I actually really like the, both of them. I like I like the whole family. They're all great characters. They very, weren't like very annoying well Carl out. from Walking Dead. No, like, oh God. Carl, Carl in the Walking the Dead is opposite. the worst. Yeah, the worst ever. Um, so my favorite quote is Red's speech when she first comes into the house and explains essentially like her backstory. I'll read through it here quickly. I'm not going to oh, do it in her like, voice. No, no, do it, no, do I, it. Can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Oh, do you could try. Give it a like. Give it a little try. Once try. upon a time. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, you do. You're doing no, it. No, no. Do it Once upon Keep a time, going. there was a girl, and the girl had a shadow. The two were connected, tethered together, and the girl ate. Uh, the girl ate. Her food was given to her warm and tasty, but when the shadow was hungry, he had to e- he had to eat rabbit raw and bloody. On Christmas, the girl received wonderful toys. Toys. So, if I can only fucking read. Yeah, Soft and cushy. She tried it in her voice. But the shadow's toys were so sharp and cold, they sliced through her fingers when she tried to play with them. The girl met a handsome prince and fell in love, but the shadow at that same time had Abraham. It didn't matter if she loved him or not. He was tethered to the girl's prince after all. Then the girl had her first child, a beautiful baby girl. But the shadow, she gave birth to a little monster. Umbre was born laughing. The girl had a second child, a boy this time. They had to cut her open and take him from her belly. The shadow had to do it all herself. She named him Pluto. He was born to love fire. So you see, the shadow hated the girl so much for so long until one day... The shadow realized she was being tested by God. See, that's he about did as a good that's job. about as good as I can do, and that's, that's I couldn't even good. imagine doing it for any longer. Than I'm like, that. I could so try, that but not doing it on air. Gives you kind so. of a again, kind of like you know, goes back to the whole symbolism of like you know class divide here. But like you know, hey, while you were living it up above the surface, I was you know uh, eating rabbits and cutting babies out of my womb my myself, belly, and yeah. I had to be with the tethered version of your husband who I don't even like. So I just thought that was uh, pretty good, pretty powerful stuff. Andrew, do you have a quote that you uh, that resonated with you? Um, I mean. There's a lot of good quotes. Probably the one when um, they're driving and the I got fives on. It's playing in the car. Yep. And the kid's asking, "What's this song about?" And the daughter says, "It's drugs." <laughs> he goes, "It's good. not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Like, <laughs> Don't do drugs." Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like, <laughs> There's so many good quotes in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So many funny moments. All right, guys. Tough, tough time. Tough question here. But who is your favorite and least favorite character? Again, not best or worst. Your favorite character and your least favorite character. Who would like to go first? I'll go. That's tough. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my best favorite character is that the the your favorite character, not best, (laughs) not best favorite. Your favorite, favorite, best favorite. Um, my favorite character is definitely the husband. Um, Mine too. He's a riot. Um, he's awesome. He really makes the Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, he's always there for comedic relief and just kind of there to be there for his family so he's a man he's awesome i love him uh worst 
is Elizabeth Moss, but in a good way. Mm. Because she's really good at being awful. Yeah. Like, she's good at being the annoying housewife who is, like, bougie. Mm. And then is also good at being the complete alternative Mm. tethered person. Yeah. And being completely psychotic at the same time. She plays a condescending Karen so well in this movie. Like, when they're sitting at the beach and her and Adelaide are talking, she's like, oh, you fucking snob. She was great in both roles. Yeah. So I also also had Gabe. You know, I love him, the husband. He was a great character. But I'll also throw an honorable mention out there. I loved uh, Josh, who is Tim Heidecker's character. And he's he's just fucking funny as hell. Like I said, kind of steals every scene that he's in. Uh, what, what were they talking about? What were him and Elizabeth Moss talking about when he's like laying, he's like sitting in his like his like armchair, like drinking whiskey, like hanging out, and she's upstairs and wants him to go check on something. He's like, Ugh, like you know, like can't can't you do it? Like can't like yeah. come on? Like he, like it's so like he he's awesome. And I also had uh, yeah. Ki- Kitty, who is uh, Elizabeth Moss' character. Kitty is her name, which Kitty. I mean, yeah, That's probably fitting. probably because her name's Kitty and she's annoying. Yeah. Also tough to tough to like. Uh, Adelaide or Red's uh, deadbeat dad, that asshole from the beginning of the movie, who was played uh, by Anthony from Candyman. Yep. Yaya Abdul Mateen II. Yeah. So good to see him in another movie. Completely forgot he was in this I until we watched you it. I he looked familiar. When yeah, we he's been in a bunch it. of stuff. But yeah, I mean, he's easily an unlikable character. But again, very good actor. Andrew, favorite and least favorite. Who you got? This is going to sound like a broken record, I guess. Here we go. It's Gabe's my favorite character because yeah. he's the comedic relief throughout the movie. He's the one that kind of keeps uh, Adelaide grounded. together, grounded. Mm. Like he's always there. He's the rock. He says of the, the wrong things mm-hmm. sometimes, but he always he does it in a way that's very mm. genuine and meaningful. And he's funny. Like the whole scene when he's gets the boat. Oh uh, like, yeah, I forgot about that. Start. It's so good. <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, you got a boat. And <laughs> least favorite is Kitty, just because I. Hates Elizabeth Moss with a passion, and the mm. fact that they're using her as someone that got a bunch of plastic surgery and is supposed to look good, ugh, gross. You, there was, there's enough plastic surgery in the world to make her look good. Though. Oh, stop! See, that, I was, th- I was, I was thinking I about love her, her and her character in this movie, right? And I think so. I liked her in this. I thought she was great in The Invisible Man, which was an awesome movie. She's amazing she's in also, Handmaid's Tale. Amazing. Never seen Handmaid's Tale, but she's also very good in Mad Men. I and think she's she ama- just she's a great actress. She does a good actor, good job. She does a great job portraying annoying or unlikable characters. Yes. I just don't like. Her. So she does a good job. That's fine. And, no, and that's the, probably why. Yeah. And that's like probably her. why. And that's why she's so great because you're yeah. supposed to yeah. hate her. She's probably a very yeah. nice person. I'm sure she is. I think she's a Scientologist. Ah, that makes a ton of sense, yeah. actually, because she has yeah. that crazy look in her that eyes. That I think, I think crazy. she was not even like Hollywood conversion. I think she was raised a Scientologist. Oh. That's even worse. Yeah. Wikipedia that. Look it up. I, I might be wrong. But I don't want I think I'm right. Um, I had nothing here, but did anybody have an issue with anybody in the cast? I No. No, no neither did I. Let's move on. Nitpicks. Anyone? Uh, the only nitpick I had was I mentioned before was the Bible verse that wasn't really explained in the movie. That yeah. I know you're supposed to suggest it to look it up, but right. I mean, I kind of wish that they they kind of dove into that cause just because they mentioned it in the movie. Mm. So I feel like they should have explained something. Okay. I, but that was that's my only nitpick. Okay. I would say it maybe like felt a little long, than almost two hours. Maybe. I felt like when we watched it, it went by so fast. I, think, I thought it was. I, I thought just, it was I, fine. 
horror movie. I, I don't think you should. I mean, it's it's oh, just yeah, under two hours. So it's not it's not super long. It's not like long like it or it chapter two like that type of thing, which is kind of a more more of an epic sweeping story. Right. This is a little bit more. Actually, it's pretty big scale, but you know, a little bit more self contained. I just thought it was a little bit long, a little bit long. But again, they do a good job establishing characters, establishing the past, establishing you know who everybody is. So I think. You know, again, a tiny nitpick. I think this is, again, two thumbs way, 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 up. way up. Yeah, so. Picking nits. That's what we're doing here. Picking nits. Anyone want to talk about their best death? I had a slight nitpick. Or their favorite What's kill? Or go ahead. Nitpick? What's your slight nitpick? So I don't even know if it's relevant, but I mean, I just got to figure out how I want to form this sentence. Okay. Oh so. You pass no, 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 no. I, I know what I want to say, basically. Okay. I'm just. So, Adelaide is essentially from the underground. She's one of the tethered. She is, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. yes. So when they're going through all her memories, why is she remembering them as if she was not taken but took? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I get what you're saying. Little yeah. bit of a little bit of a plot hole. Wait. Like, she's remembering stuff as if she was the one that was... Um, Doing the taking. Was doing the taking. Well, when in reality, she was... The one being taken. I think... No, no, she was the, the one. Was the one... She was the one remembering as if... So, you know so, what I mean? Like, wait, she's yeah, remembering I, it as I, if I, she... I know what yeah. you mean. So, I, know I can... You mean. I can, yeah, yeah. I can it's feel hard to put into question. words. Ready? The nitpick for that? So, this is my spin on this. Okay. The tethered watch everyone from underground... You watch your other half grow up while you grow up in the same sense. The other half don't see the ones underground. They're kind of hidden. So they can compare their life to another life. And that's how she builds her story, because she was taken at such a young age. The only reason why she knows, Adelaide knows how to get through the tunnels is because she grew up there. So she knows where the tunnels are and everything. So when she's walking down, she knows where she's going. Mm-hmm. But the tethered, now tethered, who is the original Adelaide, grew up at such a young age and then became tethered her the rest of her entire life is pretty much like, this is what you've taken from me. And I watched every single minute of it. Okay. like Sure. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like... She's telling her that you didn't see... You knew that there was something going on down in the underground the entire time. And I just watched you live your life. You stole my life. You stole my life from me. This is what I went through, and this is what you went through. How bad do you feel for me? Kind of. Type type of thing. I'm going to kill you for doing that to me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. You, I mean, that's how I, I took yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I understand it, but, like, how does that tie into what Andrew was saying about why the, I, I don't know, whatever, I, I'm confused. Now my, I feel like my head is swimming. I'm, I'm like, my head is spinning, excuse me. <laughs> is that not, is that not how that was supposed to go? Uh, no, 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 like, I, I get what you're saying. That's, yeah, you're, you're, you're right in that sense. Like, that is the message that she's trying to convey. Like, yeah, but, like, he's, he was asking, how come... At the end, when it's revealed, like what actually happened, like it's flip flopped. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's not flip flopped. Okay. They reveal at the end what happened. You don't really know what happened until the very end. Okay. 
because the entire time they're saying, like, right after she got flip-flopped to begin with, we'll call it flip-flopped, um, they go to therapy, and they don't know that it's another person. Sure, sure. Okay, that's that's all well and good. That's fine. I get it. Am I off the rails here? No, I understand what you're saying, but I, I like... Let's just move on. I don't want to okay. talk about this anymore. Because right. I think we've, we've talked about it a lot. I, I, I understand what you're saying. All right. Who had a best death or favorite kill that wants to talk about it? Go ahead. My best death was the um, little boy, Pluto, the tethered of the mm. other little boy who I forget his name. Good I don't one. know why I remember the name Pluto, but maybe because it's Goofy, Disney. But anyways, when he like just walks backwards into the fire and it's, it's like kind of a... Mm. scary scene yeah very striking death yeah and in broad daylight as well which is pretty cool yeah walking backwards into fire yeah i think that was and she's just like meanwhile watching it happen with like her son and tethered son like Mm. just like against each other it just it was kind of a really dark scene notable yeah definitely definitely one of the the cooler ones i thought andrew yeah i'm trying to think there wasn't really that many deaths like outside of the um, they're the the neighbors. The neighbors, Tim yeah. Heidecker. The daughter too. She died in the tree. Remember? The tethered daughter. The tethered daughter. Oh yeah, I'm that was like a good one. Real people. That one's pretty good. Yeah. 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 That none of them really stood out to me though. To be honest, like I don't because usually there's a it's a memorable moment, and I can't even think of one that like really stood out to me as a awesome death. Oh, actually. When they're on the boat, and he starts up the engine, finally when they're coming for him, yep. doesn't he grind up like Gabe's? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, doesn't yeah. he still like emerge from the water at one point, and you're like, how did he survive? Yeah, he that? does. Yeah, that might yeah, be so a nitpick. How because, did he survive? Because, that? because, because movie, because movie, because hashtag yeah. movie. Yeah, I'll say that the uh, the the murder scene at uh, Moss and Heidecker's house is probably the best. That was the most bloody death. It was awesome. It was good. Very good. Very good. So, uh, with that being said, I would ask you guys, do you think us would make a good haunted attraction? But hold on there. They already did that. They've already done it. The answer is yes. Yes, Yes, indeed. So, back in 2019, same year that the movie came out, there was an Us haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights on both coasts. So, in Hollywood and in Orlando. Uh, it was featured alongside other movies and TV shows like Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and House of a Thousand Corpses from Rob Zombie. And uh, I did a little bit of research on that. You can actually see walkthrough videos on YouTube, and there's photos of it online. But the uh, the entrance to the house, the facade, if you will, was the uh, mirror maze from the movie. So you're starting off walking into the house, walking into the mirror maze. Oh, I mean, that's Pretty obviously yeah. how you would Pretty start cool. it. So, yeah. Uh, I would say this definitely has some cool set pieces, cool characters, makes for a pretty good haunted house, and they did it. So, yeah. Yeah, so it would make a great haunted attraction. Yes. Oh, yeah, I would yes. go to that 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and now for the last, or second to last question, I guess, and I'm honestly not sure how I feel about an answer to this. Do you guys think that there should be, or we will ever see, a sequel to us? Hmm. Depends on what they do and how they do it. Like, do you do a sequel to the same storyline? To like the same, same story, but yeah. from the vo- viewpoint of the tethered, or is that too fucking bizarre? That's what I was thinking too. I yeah. was like, maybe that would but be how like a very like it just seemed to be a bunch of zombies just walking yeah. around. Walking, yeah. Would it be like there's <laughs> another underground tunnel and like 
Washington and you have a different location. Yeah, so but you have the you, same you could, story, but I mean, so then it's so repetitive. I feel like this is a perfect one-off. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I, I, yeah. I personally don't need one. I, I mean, I would probably watch one, but it obviously wouldn't be as good. But I think, you know, obviously the last scene of the movie, you're you're meant to think that, like, the Tethered are taking over the country, essentially. Like, rising up and taking back the country. So, I mean, you could show the Tethered attacking people in other parts of the country or something like that. But then I feel it could just be the same story told through a different Yeah, what is this, uh, 28 weeks later instead of yeah. 28 days <laughs> later, Or, like, what they like do with, with the Purge movies. It's like, okay, yeah, it's yeah, people it's killing the, people in masks, but let's do it in Texas this time. Let's do it in New York City. If you're going to do a follow-up... Let's do rich people doing it. Make, like, it, you know. make it different. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, this is what happens when yeah. they take over and just a bunch of people getting killed by scissors. I don't yeah. care. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think... I, I think there's something to be said for kind of leaving things, as you said, a, as a one-off. And I think this is yeah. the perfect movie that does it's, not need a sequel. Yeah, it does not need I don't one. think P- Jordan Peele has ever talked about making a sequel. I'd rather see him put his time towards making another original horror movie. Yeah, Which he is agreed. doing next. And that movie's called Nope. Nope. It's the word nope. Oh, right. I remember that. Um, and he has talked about... He has, I guess, potential ideas for a sequel to Get Out. Interesting. There's, that, like, there's, um, there's a movie I've only watched once, and I should watch it again. Wow, I've seen that a couple times. I feel like that I could see a sequel to. Yeah, I feel like that's easier to make a sequel to than us. Yeah, I agree. Now, I don't think it would have the same impact with the twist as you know the first movie. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what Jordan Peele would cook up there. So I don't know. Never say never. I mean, I would like to see Jordan Peele make a movie about killer tortoises. Oh, that hashtag awesome. tor- Tortuga Takeover? Wait, yeah, we, tortuga. Sh- we shouldn't share too much about mm. that. No, we won't. It's a gold, That's gold. It's a gold. <laughs> a project in development, shall we say. Yes. Tortoise Takeover. Tortoise Takeover. All right, guys. Final thoughts on us before we uh, put a bow on this son of a bitch. Um, I really I really liked watching it a second time because I'd only watched it that one time that we were in the movie theater. And watching it a second time, knowing the twist ending was such a different experience that I was... I really appreciated, like seeing it again and now talking about it after watching it twice like it's it was a much different viewing the second time than the first time and i i love it i'd watch it again too i mean it's totally i could see myself andrew four five six seven eight nine ten ten. great movie type of thing if it's on somewhere if it ever hits like streaming services i'd throw it on absolutely love it yeah i I would watch the movie as many times as possible just for the scissor effects i know right (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny. <laughs> it's a music, good horror movie. Cool music. premise. Awesome soundtrack. Lots of, like, like I said, lots of nods to classic horror movies if you're a fan of that sort of thing. So this is something for everybody, I to think. To me, like, it's pretty gory. horror movie is the vibes it gives off. And when this, this movie gives off vibes that make... The, it's It gives off, like, some sort of endorphin in my head. It's like right. when I watch Seinfeld 57 times in a row. <laughs> There's something about it that I just really enjoy it. So regardless of how many times I've seen it, it puts me in a happy place. Right. Which is weird because it's a fucking weird movie. Why is this putting me in a happy place? But it puts me in a happy place. Well, hey. That's like we The heart wants on. what the heart wants, Andrew. I also, final note, another weird movie that I really have watched many times for no reason is this movie called Spotlight. It's about the... You've uh, talked about this. Oh. I have talked about this, but it makes me think there's a mo- there's a, there's a uh, line in that movie. I can't remember it exactly, but it's when the Armenian lawyer is talking to one of the reporters and he goes, sometimes it takes an outsider to change things. And that's essentially what Adelaide did or read. Mm -hmm. They would have just been wandering around for forever, but she got snatched and she said, well, fuck this. Yeah. Rise up. And then they rose up. So without her, so maybe she's the MVP. 
We're not doing MVPs. We don't have MVPs anymore, Andrew. Get Remember your that? category maybe, maybe, straight, well, maybe son. She's just, maybe she's just MVP. She, we don't have to do MVPs, I'm just saying. Mm. You were about to say something a second ago when Andrew was continuing that thought. What were you oh, saying? Oh, I was going to say that, like, I feel like this is the type of movie that we could throw on, like, if we were playing shuffleboard down here and, like, just want something on in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That would be something that we could just, like, have on to kind of hang out to. And, like, it's a good soundtrack. It's got some weird scenes. You kind of laugh at it. Yeah. It's, like, kind of got yeah. all the good elements to yeah. just, like, it's like, like throw on in man. the background. Throw yeah. that on in the background. Or jam out. Man. I like Twister. Twister's Twister? my, yeah, my throw on in the background. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely a movie. Jurassic it's tough Park. Turn Jurassic yeah. Park. I'm a big, big Jurassic Park. Fan I can watch the, uh, a billion times. The, yeah. the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie from uh, 1999. Eh, oh my god, the movie rocks right. so hard. But yeah, I mean, hey, Us is a great movie. Go check it out if you haven't yet. And if you haven't, you're listening to us spoil the shit out of it. Like, what the hell are you doing? Go watch this movie. But chances are, if you're listening, you've probably seen it, and you've probably listened to other episodes of ours before. But if you haven't, if this happens to be the first time you're checking us out, here's where you can find us uh, on the interwebs. You can just go to ahpod.com. That's A-H-H-P-O-D.com. That's our website, which we're very proud of. You can also go on to YouTube and Facebook and just search for America's Hometown Horror, and we will pop up. Subscribe to us. Like us. We would really appreciate that. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Hometown Horror. And Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, 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 Instagram is at hometown horror pot. And if you feel the need, you can also shoot us a line, drop us a line, shoot us an email at uh, hometown horror podcast at gmail.com. And you can also listen to our show, you know, whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. That's a good one. But uh, we also are on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and pretty much everywhere else. So go ahead, subscribe to us, leave a review. That helps us out. Oh, and also, to the person who recently gave us a one-star review on Apple Podcasts without leaving any comments, you fucking coward. Show yourself. Eat shit. Fuck you. Please email us. You're probably yeah, not listening because yeah. you hate us so much. Yeah, exactly. Or you are and you're just yeah. a troll. Yeah, maybe. Probably just a troll. But hey, at least if you're going if you, if to leave us a one-star Give review, us at least reason. have the courage to, t- to say what we uh, could improve on, you dink. All right, folks. Well, my name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's <laughs> Hometown Horror. Again, probably Cat. Probably was Cat. I've been joined by Cat and Andrew, my two esteemed co-hosts. Guys, say goodbye to your listeners. I may have left one star. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. I didn't. I didn't. I, I promise. I swear. I okay, swear. fair enough. See you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Adios. Later. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.